welcome to a special bonus episode of The Lounge. Today on the show, I have Grasswatch Games, James and L, talking about their project Sundown, which is currently on Kickstarter. Listen, this is an amazing, cool project. This, it's beautiful, and it's moving, um, and there's just, I just love this. So, um, I'm going to get right into it. All the links you can find in the show notes. Enjoy this special bonus episode, and I'll have a regular episode out in just a little bit. But um, we're in the same state, which yeah. which is really exciting. Yeah, you might be my first um, interview. Mm, I don't know. I had I had a um, a con I went to last year where I interviewed some people who live in the same state, but that was in Buffalo. But uh, NYC doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I, I I never. Yeah, it's that's a different state. It's a different state of mind right there. um but yeah i mean listen we're we're new yorkers that's we're the 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 real new yorkers that's what i say this is actually my first year in new york oh yeah um i was born uh downstate and then lived in georgia for most of my life and then came back Ah. so we're actually like thoroughbred new yorkers or anything i'm from florida (laughs) so you you thought, hey, snow probably is awesome. Is that what? <laughs> I was seventeen the first time I saw snow. Oh wow, that's um, I, I was I was seventeen minutes old I think when I first time I saw snow. Um, <laughs> um, what do you what do you think of living in New York? Was this your first winter in New York? Yeah, I moved here in February, so like two months ago. Okay. Um. And just for oh, just for clarification for the audience, um, I'm talking to L. Hi, I'm L. And I'm talking to James. Hi, I'm James. Nice uh, of Grasswatch Games. So this is your this is your first uh, winter up north. Yep, first blizzard. Oof. Yeah. I flew in and first blizzard I ever had. It, it it's it it I I it has to be really daunting. Um I mean I'm like I'm at a point where having lived here my whole life, I'm just kinda like oh, I have an excuse to get away in the winter. You know, I I literally drove back from uh from LA this year, um, partially so I could avoid the end of winter. <laughs> like, oh a five day drive? Sure. <laughs> I, I can definitely understand that. I like snow, but uh, the sidewalks around here don't get cleared, basically. So it makes it very hard for me to go anywhere when it's snowing. Snow is slippery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, I learned that months ago. Well, I'll tell you, Al, you're learning a lesson that um, I feel like some people who drive 4x4s near me need to learn. 
um, because they don't know that physics still works. Honestly, I feel like they do and just don't care. Like, oh, yeah. the sliding's part of fun. That, that could be. That could be. I uh, So I found I found out about Grasswatch Games um, from uh, uh, another person that had been on this podcast. Um, and uh, which was uh, Jason Pitt. Really? Jason Pitt. Okay. I don't actually I think I know Jason, so that's interesting. I know two I know two Jasons and not Jason Pitt. Huh. Yeah, I definitely know other Jasons, just not this one. Um maybe it's there the, I did have another Jason. Oh no. Um but um I I what what it what came up was um somebody that had been on my on the podcast was had was backing Sundown. And I didn't know what Sundown was. The name is, I'm like, that sounds cool. Um, and then I read your, uh, the, the, the one sentence you had on Kickstarter right at the top. And I'm like, this sounds amazing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, now what, uh, you know, um, who, whoever wants to go first, what, what got you into wanting to do game design? I played my first session of D and D when I was six with AD&D, and uh, I kind of just started making my own games after that. <laughs> wow, that's... So I've been doing for a really long time. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I had always kind of been interested in uh, D&D, and I finally got to actually play in a real group um, after a few failed attempts when I was like 11 or 12, mm. when I was like 17, and I stayed with that group for a couple of years. Um, kind of outgrew that group eventually and um i ran into l basically by chance and uh when they were working on uh, their game and stuff i was like hey can i can i help and um now we're dating and, and do taxes together <laughs> <laughs> taxes are scary <laughs> taxes well yeah taxes are are terrifying but it, hey it's it's always good to do something uh with someone else um so it, it, i mean and that's the as far as sundown goes this is your first game as grass watch right yeah yeah this is the first thing that we are releasing okay have, have either of you published anything prior i used to self-publish uh, one-page games on a blog that I never told anyone about because I knew they were trash. <laughs> um, I wrote an experimental crochet game that I'm still working on, but I haven't really, like, that's not a published game. That's not anywhere that anyone can really find very easily. Okay. So uh, this is really my first, like, game. The first foray into, into publishing. Um, well... First of all, allow me to congratulate you on having hit your goal, um, which was, I think I saw you hit your goal at day 26, or uh, sorry, not day 26, day four? That uh, sounds right. Yeah, ish. That's about right, yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a little over 72 hours in, so I was like, okay. That week is a blur for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we just uh, existed as balls of stress for the <laughs> few days um 
it's it's incredibly hard for me personally to also like promote so i was like exhausted because i was like right i have to talk about this or no one's gonna care <laughs> <laughs> well i mean um i i think it's it's amazing you know that a project that uh i i feel like i usually hear about a lot of other projects before they they show up and they blow it out of the water like that um so you know when when i saw that you had backed because the day i saw you i think that was the day that you'd backed um or that you'd, that you'd hit your goal sorry <clears throat> um I, I like my immediate thought was like why haven't I heard of this? And literally the next thing I did was look through my emails to see if I missed an email about a game <laughs> because I hear about a lot of stuff. Um, and, um, and then, you know, I kind of, you know, I said, well, this must be something really fantastic. And I'm going to tell you, um, and you're going to get a lot of compliments from me. Um, so, so, you know, be ready for that. Um, th this looks gorgeous. Like the presentation here just looks amazing. Um, the art looks fantastic. You know, I, I'm just really, really impressed that this is the first product that you're uh, you're putting out. Um, how how does it feel to? I don't know. I guess like how does it feel throwing throwing it out there? uniquely stressful yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's, it's a really um hard thing either way it's hard to kind of just feel like this is my work look at it and also just this was this was a really um important thing that we spent the last two years of our lives pretty much working on you so. have to pretend your work is good for a long time before it's actually good <laughs> Oh yeah, I get that. I mean, that's uh, th that is the 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 kind of uh, you know, a, what's the, the fake it till you make it type thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what uh, what what was the point? Because everyone I talk to basically says the same thing. Um, and as as somebody that wants to publish stuff but keeps waiting for it to be perfect, where's the What's it what's it feel like getting to that point where you say, you know, we've been working on this for so long, it's just not going to get better. Um, or it's just not going to, um, you know, it, it can't get any, any, it can't improve from here without the public knowing about it. Um, what's it like to kind of get to that point? Is that, is that what, where you reached? <laughs> I wasn't aware of that point. I kind of just trusted James when he said it was time to stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, for context, I'm the editor and Elle is the head designer on this. So I, I kind of just was like, listen, you have rewritten the same mechanic five times this week because you're never satisfied. We need to, <laughs> we need to stop looking at this. All right. We're going to go, we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. I had to actually, um, ban L from reading their own game for a week at one point just to get them to stop and I'm sure they didn't listen L, <laughs> <laughs> did you listen? Eventually <laughs> <laughs> Well, I it's 
what's great about this is that it feels so much like a polished professional project from like industry professionals as I'm going down this, this Kickstarter, um, you know, I, I just, I, my immediate thought after I, after scrolling down the page was that I wanted to, to, uh, to talk to you and, and, and just have a conversation and see what, what you were talking about. And then of course I saw that, um, uh, you, and you, we, we talked a little bit about this before, uh, you, you had a conversation with Bo Sheldon about, uh, he had you on there, um, uh, five questions. And I was like, Oh, if Bo's seal of approval is there, you know, uh, (laughs) um, honestly, it was an honor to be interviewed by Bo for me because I respect them a lot. Very personally, he's a really cool designer and I really like his work. So having, um, them interview us was, it was a real pleasure, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It, It, Anytime I have can have a conversation with Bo, I just I'm like, yeah, sure. When's this gonna release? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm just I just want to talk. <laughs> we'll just put it out there. Well, I and and it's fantastic. I mean, um, you know, you're kind of seeing the 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 two ends of the of the uh, interview spectrum as well. You know, you've got Bo, who is um, is very professional. Um, and then you've got me who, you know, is just kind of chill. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's totally cool. It's fine. And it's nice to have different styles of interview. Um, mm-hmm. and I like it. And I do want to say that part of the reason our Kickstarter looks so good and so polished is because we had a couple of really, really helpful mentors. Um, Brandon over at Swordsfall actually helped us a lot with our page, and so did Liam uh, over at Sandy Pug Games. They were both really like helpful to us when we were doing this. They took time to just sit down and say, like, hey, this will help you do this really well. And of course, the art is the fault of our wonderful artists. Um, it's all their fault. <laughs> <laughs> we had quite a few people working on Sundown um for the art we owen did our graphic design for the kickstarter page for the most part um and that was really great tad davis did our map um and orion does most of our art now um because we're kind of going to go forward with him as our fiend artist and his art is plastered all over that page i I did tag the different artists Mm -hmm. in um, the work that they did Uh, mayara sampaio did our cover so that was, I'm really excited to finish that cover. Um, the cover image is on there, but it's not on the bookmarks on the page. So. Oh, yeah. Fighting the, the the dire Corby things. Is that what those are? Playing them, too. Uh, did you say dire Corvid? Dire, dire Corby? That's uh, great. They're called crow dogs. Well, really? Yeah. We just call them crow dogs. Crow dogs. That's yep. way cooler. Than the thing I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, and it is like um, when you said Orion was was going to be your your main artist going forward. Um, um, they have the frog beast on there. That's that first image that I saw, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." This this feels like this feels like a very different kind of fantasy. Um, what what uh, what kind of led you to to this path 
specifically for for your game i i knew if i was going to make a fantasy game i wanted to lean away from high fantasy mm -hmm. and uh, i leaned into folktale with this one okay so like there's not a lot of magic you know if there is magic is it's really mystified there's a bunch of weird monsters and people that go and stab them <laughs> okay a bit like the brothers grim yeah okay or the even even to a degree you know it, where it might be even there's there's uh, elements of of the like the hobbit that's that's this you know where with tolkien it's like you don't want the wizard hanging out all the time and doing the, the thing um it it feels well. Folk folk tale is definitely the term I would think. I, I would, but fairy tale feels like the right kind of place I was going in my or the place I was going in my head. Was that what you were trying to evoke? It depends on uh, which fairy tales you read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Darker ones are the ones for sundown. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, I was. It, when you say think cyberpunk goes wild west, um, I definitely don't think you know the the happier. The, the, it's, we're not thinking <laughs> the Disney versions of the fairy tales. How's that? No, <laughs> not at all. Um, the difference between a folk tale is only tone. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. What would play look like? Um. So play is, it really depends on the group that you have, mm -hmm. but a few common uh, elements you're going to have is that uh, everyone makes their characters together. Okay. So you're kind of building your character at the table. Um, when you put your traits together, the last trait, actually, you have a string, a tie to a different character. And it doesn't have to be an, a, a mutual tie because different people are going to value different things, but you have to pick another drifter that you know for some reason. You, you're not just here in the world with no connections. You have mm -hmm. friends and enemies and rivals, and maybe this person at the table was your rival, and they were someone that you admire and hate because they're better than you, but also you have to be better than them, and it's a friendly competition, and maybe that influenced you. Maybe that shaped you. Mm -hmm. So that, that really kind of, that's something that kind of ties the game together a little bit, gets the characters going and when we have that play starts off really smooth because no one's like wait why do i know you why the heck am i here because we already know why we're here and we know what's important to the characters because that's what you decide before you even start and once you have that it, it can uh, go in a couple different ways I, i've had very serious um games of sundown where we tackled some really um important concepts where we kind of were taking down a really corrupt system or stealing from uh, somebody who is just doing no good, assassinating politicians. And then I've had other games where we had a fishing contest that they were paid to you know, win for someone else. <laughs> and um, my players decided that it was a good time to go bomb fishing. <laughs> and that was something I, I mentioned in the video, but that was one of the really uh, out there ones. Another one that we had, um, we had uh, them recovering a wing cat. They were stealing a wing cat. Whoa. Um, back well, and forth. As and you would. <laughs> it was some rich, rich brothers fight over their wing cat, and you know they hire drifters every year to steal it back and forth. And if the drifters ah. succeed, then you know they, they were totally just pawns in some silly game. And then I walked <laughs> off with their wing cat. 
Yep. That's my baby now. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Oh, that's great. Um, Is it with with the world itself? You say that that you know, like basically these drifters, everything in the world is against them. That includes the monsters and everything. Is there ever a respite to that? I mean, there is sort of that respite in that when you're on the job, you know, mm-hmm. you're not you're not dealing with as much of it because you're just you're getting your job done. You're you're out of the way. Most of the respite is really just avoidance, unfortunately. Okay. You're gonna have uh, drifters around you that are your friends usually, and that you can kind of take solace in that company. But for the most part, it's um intentional scattered community that you have to find in rare moments between uh, really stressful situations. There are places in sundown where you can be safe with others of your kind. Maybe they're not drifters, but they are othered in some other capacity. And they exist in every, every town. The problem is finding them and, you know, keeping yourself alive while you stay with them. Okay. Wow. So, uh, so it's a game. It, it it seems like a game that that has a, a a pretty wide focus on the emotions that you can uh, evoke while playing. I like that a lot. Tell me about um, the system. What 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 you you have a unique system, right? Yeah, I wrote a system just for Sundown. What's it's, it? What, um, yeah, shoot. It's kind of inspired by like the aspects and traits from games like Fate and uh, Mouse Guard and Burning Wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of, I kind of thought you just don't need the skills that accompany those things. So I made a system that just had those. Makes sense. So it's basically broken down to the point where um, you, you don't have to worry about looking up specific elements right yeah you don't have ability scores and you don't have skills you just have you start with uh six traits okay. which are these short statements about yourself and you know whenever you have to do something that it requires risk you roll and you talk about the traits that you have that would be relevant or helpful to you and each one gives you a plus one on that roll fantastic so in that way, players have a lot of fine control over what their characters can do. I like that. I like a narrative system. I'm also a big fan of of um, character sheets that are statements about the character. Yeah, I got that from uh, from Mouse Guard. Okay. In Mouse Guard, you uh, when you make your character, you there's a questionnaire. It asks you where you're from and what you're good at. And those um, those answers convert into skill bonuses. And I was just like, nah. <laughs> They're traits. <laughs> yeah, you, you've already done the work. Why 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 do more work? Why do why do another different kind of work? Um, that's I, I like that a lot. That's really cool. Um, Thanks. Now, one of the things I notice is that uh, so I um, 
I see that Grass Watch is a place in there. There's the uh, Peaks Peak. Um, there's um, like there's a bunch of cool places that you can just see from the map that you know, like oh, I want to go to that place. Um, what are some of your favorite ones that you came up with? Peaks Peak. Okay. Um, yeah. Mine, mine is mine is Farms Meat. You want to talk about Peaks Peak? Yeah, imagine the horror level in every Thief game. There's always one. That's Peaks Peak. Okay. <laughs> so it's just this this entire tower of just the worst. Yeah. So the the transhumanist element in our game is this thing called uh, changes. Mm -hmm. There, there's there's things in our in in our world in Sundown that. Mm -hmm change your body if you if you interact with them like imagine cattails like by a pond to plant cat cattails yeah in our world it's it's totally normal they're a weed in sundown eat one and you'll have a cattail ah uh... i like that but there's this new thing called science and part of that is combining these things from the wild in new ways to make totally new and much more extensive changes. Okay. The problem is you have to experiment and getting human volunteers is hard. Uh, so yeah. Peaks 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 Peak was a place where um that wasn't consensual. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Peaks Peak is really a really scary, um, really terrifying place, honestly. Um, for me, though, I have a completely different total take of my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing in Sundown. Um, I did only a little bit of uh, the designing for Sundown, and one of the things that I did was I wrote Farms Meet. And I know that like that's super self-centered, that that's my favorite, but it still is. Um, I really like Farms Meet because it is a temporary settlement of convenience. Um, there's only like one or two permanent buildings for the entire like town because everyone's a farmer that just they come into town for market and then they go back to their like separate little communities and it's just it's a really um, interesting place to me because you're spending your entire life in transition basically in Farms Meet because Farms Meet is a collective of individual farming communities that show up to trade together and to have festivals together and for most of the year they just have their smaller communities that they're kind of separate in and it's really cool i really like farms meet because it was it was something that i kind of it's wish fulfillment for me basically it's something okay. that i kind of wish had and i really like um the the kind of intentional community that requires okay yeah and that's i mean i feel like if there's if there's anything that can show the the, the range of storytelling that you can do in a world, you know, the place where all the horrible, ex like bad experiments end up and the place where people meet to, um, you know, to barter and, and, and have market. I feel like that's, that's pretty much the, the dichotomy right there. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty perfect. I mean, I think all of our towns are pretty cool, honestly. Yeah. Um, Seawall's pretty neat. Yeah, I worked hard on each of them. When I was making the towns, I had this philosophy of uh, quality over quantity. Okay. Because in a lot of lore books, you'll see 
information like the square mileage of the town, what their yeah. population is, how their demographics break down, and not a lot about how it feels to be there. Mm -hmm. So you wanted to make sure that they felt like lived in towns. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, that's, uh, it, that is not the first time I've heard that complaint of like, you know, what do I care what the population of this town is? <laughs> you know, how many square I mean, miles it, it is? I, I don't think those details are irrelevant so much as the way that they're conveyed matters mm -hmm. because do kind of give you a sense of those things, like how big this town is, how many people are here, but we do it through um, like look and feel sections, like little vignettes, little vignette bullets, where we describe what people living there are looking at, what they're doing, yeah. what, you know, is, is going on. In Seawell, we talk about, you know, the Adlers or merchants and what they are doing, what they're selling, what's, what's going on there, how, all of those little things like, um, you know, a small child's uh, catching sight of a uh, boat leaving the dock for driftwood, stuff like that, because it's really important to convey how the people on the ground feel in their town if you want to know what it's like to be there. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, with something like Peak's Peak, I mean, is it, are you... Like, what's the feel of, of, of that as far as like, like what, what are, what is, what's the, uh, what are you evoking there? There's one vignette I wrote for Peak Speak that I really like. Okay. You, uh, you creep through the abandoned buildings. You feel like you're being watched and suddenly you hear a an awful screeching as a rusted old wheelchair rolls toward you. <laughs> and I think that's actually a moment I had playing Thief 4 that has stuck with me a lot. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's you're that's there's a there's a sense of dread and foreboding um that comes immediately <laughs> with that. Uh, yeah. Peak That's speak fantastic. is basic. That's fantastic. Um, well, um, I'm really excited to see this. Uh, it, I mean, it this sundown seems like one of those those projects that I think we're going to hear a lot about, <laughs> and and I was really excited to have you guys on because I feel like. Um, the people are going to be talking about this project, uh, you know, in, in the next few years. Um, so, you know, from a, a, a standpoint as a, as a broadcaster, it's always nice to say, you know, I had grass watch games on before anybody really talked, except for Bo Sheldon. Nobody beats Bo Sheldon, but <laughs> thanks. That, that means a lot to us. This, yeah. is our, this is our first foray, and it's been really stressful. Yeah. Well, so it... it oh, shoot. Go, it you feels go. great taking you back. Good. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, if, if it's any consolation, too, I can tell 
from the work that was that was put into from the quality of this uh you know of just the um of what's presented on the kickstarter that a lot was put in into it and a lot of stress went into it so you know you i, I applaud you that's fantastic Thank you. My uh, meticulous perfectionist complex is very much appeased. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm very glad. Um, do you have any, I mean, obviously you're in the midst of the Kickstarter right now. So, you know, and then of course, after that is um, the fulfillment process and everything. Do you have any plans for what comes next? Are we going to explore more of Sundown? Um, do we have some other games? We have a lot of plans, actually. Ooh. There is going to be another Sundown, but I don't want to do that immediately after this one. Mm -hmm. So we're uh, take a break, in quotes, and um, work on some smaller games for a bit. Very cool. Um, I have a couple of uh, games that I'm also going to try to design with LA's help as well. This is going to be my first like real foray into designing mechanics, so um, it's really helpful to have someone who's been doing it since they were six. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I started doing this uh, two years ago because I thought L was kind of cute and <laughs> I wanted to spend more time with them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I'm as as someone who's backing your Kickstarter. I'm super glad you did. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I did want to mention that we also have a preview of Sundown. If you missed that, Ooh. it's about 28 pages, and you can read the first two chapters. It's towards the end of the Kickstarter where people kind of get bored of scrolling. So I kind of understand if you miss it, but it's up on itch. Um, if if you want to check it out, it's. It's linked um, on on the Kickstarter towards the bottom. It, it has it has a clearly marked spot, but it's again close to where people stop reading, unfortunately. It's also a short story that I wrote in there that uh, will make you cry. Oh, I um, I did see that the the short story, and I was like, ooh, I want to. Oh yeah, this, get a sneak peek at sundown. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you what. I'll even I'll I'll drop that same link in the in the show notes so people can just tap on the link from their phones and and go there. Yeah, that's that would be great because I think um, we've gotten a lot of questions that we answer too in those uh, first two chapters. So um, it would be really cool if people could see it and kind of see how they feel about what we wrote and let that speak for itself. Basically, I think. Just because um, I'm incredibly proud of the first few pages of our book, honestly. Um, those two first two chapters go over our consent tool. They go over gender. They go over disability. They go over culture. They go over like all the little bits of um, politics and sundown very briefly. There's a good section on colonialism that uh, Sal wrote, and that's really good. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's that's fun. I I really love working with Cell um, because they are an amazing writer, and it's just it's good to have them on board. So. Fantastic. Um. So and we're we're kind of wrapping up, uh, which I feel like was where uh, where you were going, James. Um, uh, L, anything 
Any last words to say? Wow, this is my execution. <laughs> buy, buy my book. <laughs> yeah. Famous last words. I wasn't necessarily going to towards wrap up either. I just really like talking about Cell. Yeah, Cells, they're pretty neat. Um, they're also um, our our stretch goal at at 20k for module writing. So you know that's cool. Oh, very so cool. They're writing a novella for us. They're going to be writing a 15,000 word novella. If we fund at 20,000. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, you've got you've got good uh, good runway to get there. Um, so, and I mean, we are kind of nearing the the end of our time, anyways. Um, sorry, I, I uh, if I, I I was excitedly um, downloading the preview. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't apologize for being excited about our game. It, it makes yeah. us. <laughs> um, uh, oh, go ahead. Definitely, let me know after you read Frog Beast, because I have a taste for Schadenfreude. <laughs> They still bully me about Frog Beast and how sad I am over it. I don't bully you. You bully me. You bully me a little. In the playful way. Okay, a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, listen, it's been great having you on the, the lounge. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited for this product. I, I like, Sundown, I think, is, is something that you know, you don't really get to see too often where it's like, here's this amazing thing um, by by people that just really put a lot of work into it. And um, so I, I'm 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 really glad that, that I have you guys on. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. Thank you very much. Great. Um, and uh, so. I'm going to thank all my wonderful listeners. Um, by the way, I, uh, uh, you'll, you'll appreciate this. The term for my listeners is the lounge lizards. And do you know who gave oh me my that God. term? Who? It was Bo. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So, Bo just delivers the best every time. <laughs> every time. Um, so to all my wonderful lounge lizards out there, stay classy.